Listening Dog Media. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Muddy Knees Media. Welcome to the Offside Wall. We're back. Woohoo! It's me, Kate Ball. Say hello there. Ready to take on a brand new season of football where anything could happen and the games are going to come at you thicker and faster than ever before. Alongside me, they're back. Oh, yes. It's the Kelly and Michelle to my Beyonce, the Courtney and Chloe to my Kim, or more like the Dorothy and Rose to my Blanche. That's a a Golden Girls reference, by the way. It is uh, Lindsay Hooper and Mm. Hayley McQueen. Hello. I didn't quite go for the blue rinse this uh, this lockdown. (laughs) I do have the silver hair, unfortunately, I hasten to add. Well, you're both sounding good enough. Um, What have you been doing in this in this month away, it feels like only, well, it is only a few weeks since we met up, isn't it, ladies? We had a nice little off afternoon uh, out somewhere. But what mm-hmm. have you been up to just to fill in our listeners? How has the last month gone for you guys? Right. Well, I am back at Sky Sports. So that's been interesting. We've got transfer shows galore. It, it feels like it's kind of busy, but you look around the newsroom and there's hardly anyone here. It's it's such a strange place to be right now. Um, but I was in with all the messy hoo-ha, just panicking, thinking, God, yes. I'm going to be I'm going to be announcing him moving to Manchester City and I'm going to be absolutely devastated. But then let's talk about bringing Ronaldo to United and then that will be amazing. And then basically, Bale coming back as well, of course. Trying but, to uh... cling on to anything. Yeah. luckily that hasn't happened and he stayed there but it's been it's just been really strange I had a little trip to Cornwall which I think followed our last end of season podcast and a little mini trip out to Frankfurt in Germany and my other half's family are all big Eintracht Frankfurt fans so they took me to the stadium which (laughs) I've never been to so that was a little bit of football in in the off season for me 
Brilliant. And despite the warnings from the Cotswold Tourist Board, uh, you did go to Boughton on the Water, didn't you, Lindsay, which is yeah. very near where I'm from. I got um, your messages, by the way. You yeah. were really trying to warn me off, weren't yes. you? Yes, yes. Oh, there's absolute uproar in Boughton on the Water in uh, Gloucestershire, folks, mm. if you're listening. Uh, do not go there unless you're prepared to spend money. Apparently, the um, local parish council has said that they love all the visitors, but you're just not spending enough. So I hope that they receive some of your hard-earned pounds. Lindsay oh, Hooper. they did. I bought some fudge. Oh, great. Well, I'm sure that 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 was a great boost to the local economy. Anything else? I was a week late to get football uh, as part of my holiday agenda (laughs) because uh, there's a very famous football match that takes place in the Boughton River in Boughton on the Water. Yes. I knew about the duck race, but not about the football. It's years and years old and I missed it by about five days. But apparently they weren't encouraging visitors to to attend. Usually they have thousands that just flock the banks to watch this match happen every year. Um, But they did it at 7am this time because of COVID to try and detract people and, and really discourage anybody from going along. But yeah, I was a few days late for that. But yeah, I went, I went to the Cotswolds. I did a visit to Kew Gardens which I haven't done for a few years mm. uh, went to Virginia Water Lake which is not too far from me um, that's huge by the way um, and so it was more staycation stuff and, and sticking around the area that I that I live um, and one thing I discovered if we're going to talk telly and indulgences and I thought it was right up both of your street Escape to the Chateau because <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't I've got obsessed that, well you've only just discovered this and it's been yeah. on in our house for what feels like years because there are so many series of it now had you ever heard of it before Hayley oh I yes I've been obsessed with it since the beginning when it was I think just supposed to be a couple of episodes and then they they obviously followed this amazing couple for many years and and all that they do creatively with with their chateau and beyond it reminded me of both of you in in its own oh, way. So, like, Kate's which one? Because that... one of them's, you know, Dick is Dick is quite some stature, isn't he? <laughs> well, no, I didn't mean them individually, Dick and Angel. I just meant the program because so Escape to the Chateau. They're doing up um, this couple go out there. They do up a, a chateau in France. Well, Kate has a house in France, don't you, Kate? So that reminded yeah. me of you in that aspect. Okay, and, yes. and then Angel with her design. Um, it reminded me of Haley and all this. You know, what do they call it? Upcycling, because you do yes. of this, don't you, Haley? Yes, I, yeah, I do, and I, I, I am. I, I mean, I'm definitely not angel when it comes. I'm, yeah. I'm definitely not angel. You are when good, it comes though. You are this, good. Yeah, thanks. You are maybe good. You've got maybe some good ideas. There's, there's a career for me post broadcasting, after all. Ah, uh, well, that's Lindsay, isn't it? Catching up on, on something that we've all been talking about for years, <laughs> Lindsay. But I'm really glad that you found it, and I hope it's enhanced your off season. I don't know how you could upcycle the game of football. It doesn't feel like it's possible. But if we're to get back to the agenda on today's podcast, uh, we're going to get a bit romantic later, ladies. I hope you've got your chocolates ready. Uh, as we've been putting pen and paper to good use and writing out some letters, detailing our hopes and dreams to our clubs for the season ahead. It sounds quite cheesy, doesn't it? But actually, it's not. They're sort of mini mission statements. And um, we're going all or nothing too after our very own Lindsay Hooper had her starring cameo. Get the BAFTAs <laughs> ready. Uh, and as it's a season preview um, and in good tradition really we're going to go into full predictions mode that's coming up next well, this season, the offside rule is going bigger and better than ever before. It's being simulcast on Union Jack and Jack Radio every Friday from three in the afternoon. So stick that in your diary and take us with you whilst you drive or potter around. 
All right, let's get into our first topic, ladies, in this reunification podcast ahead of the new season. Achievement Unlocked is where we're going first. And as the season nears its start, I think it's right and proper, isn't it, that uh, like football journalists around the world uh, make their predictions, we are going to do a bit of that ourselves. Mm. Although because we're the offside rule, uh, we've got to do things a little bit differently. So not just a straight, where's that team going to end? Instead, I want to more broadly ask you for three teams. One is an overachiever this coming season, one's an underachiever, and then just some plain old achievers, if that makes sense. Um, Lindsay, should we do overachievers first? Should we do it like that? All of those we three together. Do. Okay. Why not? All right, so let's okay. do overachievers first. Lindsay, where are you going to go with that one? I think I've got caught up in the hype already with oh. Bielsa, Marcelo oh, Bielsa. Oh, God. Yeah, I think I have. Um, I'm going to go there. I'm going to say Leeds United. I think they might slightly, I mean, if they can replicate what Sheffield United did last season, they'll they'll be really chuffed. They might not do the dizzying heights of, of, of that part of the table, but I certainly think they won't be in relegation trouble. So I think Leeds, um, they're going to be about mid-table finish. The sorts of players that they've got, it's quite an attack-minded um, way that Leeds play. And I know a lot will have been made of Calvin Phillips, who, who internationally got his call up during the the latest international break and people will be aware of him as well um, from the championship last season but when you look at the Leeds team as a whole I honestly think it is littered with talent it isn't the sort of team that that's got promoted that will go straight back down Uh, I am really buying into Bielsa um, and I think they will be overachievers I think they'll they'll do what Sheffield United did in terms of impressing everybody and what Wolves did uh, when they got promoted and I think they'll stay. Mm, so are you thinking mid-table? Te- mid uh, so are you thinking mid-table for Leeds then, Lindsay? Yeah, Whereas we might I expect think... them to struggle a bit more if you were thinking about a typical promoted side. Yeah, you'd think that they, they would just hope to survive, wouldn't you? I think we're, we're talking maybe 9th, 10th, 11th, that sort of area okay. for Leeds. And for anyone who um, watches a lot of Premier League football but doesn't necessarily know loads about Leeds, have they well and truly dumped their sort of dirty Leeds tag? No, I don't think they have completely. There is definitely, when you look at the the physical stature of some of these players, even in midfield, they really stack it out. Um, So I think there will be a bit of physicality. But the way that Bielsa likes to play, I, I just think... Think of this attacking style of football. They're not going to come up and just sit back and watch all these other Premier League t- teams do their thing. They are definitely going to take it to them. And I think it'll be a really interesting on this opening match against Liverpool. Could they be a team that that could really surprise on the opening no. match week? <laughs> oh. um, Hayley, I'd like your overachievers, please. I'll, I'll keep it brief because I also have leads. And I just think just staying up isn't going to be achievement enough, I think, finishing mid-table I think will be an achievement for Leeds I just am really looking forward to seeing their style of football they play with like real high energy I just think it's going to be really interesting to see how a team who haven't been in the Premier League for such a long time who desperately wanted it who are still a big club with a great stadium managed to cope back up Okay, I have gone for Southampton and only because based on their last season or two where they've sort of been in great danger, then they've done okay. I think what we're going to get this season is consistency. So I think we're going to see them improve 
move on their last season finish of 11th. And I think they're going to take a few people by surprise, actually, because of their inconsistency. And a lot of those problems have been ironed out. I think after that 9-0 loss um, at home to Leicester City last October, there was a big reset. We know that Ralph, Ralph Hasenhutl did turn things around. What he didn't do, though, is he didn't keep that same form after the restart. But the fundamentals are all there. He strengthened his centre spine, which was so weak. Uh, Captain James Ward-Prowse, really, really good in the middle. And they sort of became known for that kind of high-energy style. Danny Ings, of course, was one of the bright sparks of last season. It's important for him to continue with that. They've got Carl Walker-Peters from Spurs, good signing. Um, So I think for him... And there's one key element here, which I absolutely love. Um, But generally for Southampton, it's about consistency. And it's about actually they've got most of what's needed in place to a certain extent in order for them to have a decent season. And they can draw back on times gone by for when, you know, things have been um, have been strong for them. But... Have you heard about Harsten Hootel's new digital playbook? This could be the game changer. <laughs> yes. Tell us about this. Well, high hopes from me, ladies, for this piece of tech-savvy homework. Created <laughs> during lockdown in Munich, where he spent uh, most of his time, it's a digital manual backed up by video clips um, to help really convey the club's philosophy. It's going to set a blueprint for everyone from coaching staff to academy players. It's safe to say that Harsten Hootel and Southampton have gone fully digital with their approach. I'm looking forward to seeing it working. All right, so from digital playbooks then to underachievers, who's not going to do what's expected of them this season? Hayley? Well, for the first time, things are expected of Leicester, but I think their bubble is well and truly going to burst. I just cannot see them keeping it up. Last season, I don't think we had much in terms of expectation from them and they surpassed everyone's, um, well, all the, all the Leicester fans' hopes of, of what they were going to do. They've lost Ben Chilwell, of course. I just don't think they're going to be able to emulate anywhere near last season's fifth place finished um, with you know Europa League football as well. Um, I just think they're going to have a bit of a battle to keep the squad fresh. I think they're going to rely too heavily yet again on Jamie Vardy yes he's a wonderful player he's still scoring goals but I just I just do worry about Leicester now I can't see them being relegated or or doing anything as badly as that but I think because things are maybe expected of Leicester because of how they have been since they won the league I think this is going to be the season where they come a little bit unstuck yes they've got a few young players coming through they've got George Hurst and Luke Thomas but I think they're going to need more than young players coming through and Brendan Rodgers hasn't really recruited very well yet they still haven't um, you know, replace some of their bigger players that have left over the last couple of seasons. They've just managed to get away with it, but I think n- no more. Do you know what? I've gone Leicester too, so I'm going to oh. sort of um, uh, endorse what you're saying there. And I think, you know, traditionally, if we say Leicester, we'd expect a mid-table finish. But of course, the last few seasons, the last five seasons or so, we were expecting more from them. And particularly based on last season, they finished in fifth. And that was even after things went terribly wrong, didn't they, mm. towards the end of the season. So I'm totally with you on Leicester underachieving. Certainly from what I saw at Liverpool, when the chips are down, I don't think Brendan Rodgers is necessarily the out-and-out person to get the mood lifted again. So that concerns me a little bit. I also want to know whether they're going to be um, happy in the Europa League this season. I don't think they're up for that at all. And that could just literally, you know, sap more game time, sap more energy out of the players. They've only made one major signing, fullback Timothy Castagna, who's uh, come over for 18 million quid from Atalanta. Not enough there. So I completely share Europe opinion Hayley on Leicester being underachievers. Lindsay? 
Okay, I'll I'll fess up. I also have had Leicester, but I am going to offer you something different. And for anyone out there who's seen all of the signings this transfer window and has got really, really excited for Chelsea and thinks that they could win the league, I'm not saying that they're not going to get top four, but for anyone thinking that they could be crowned champions come the end of the season, I'm going to say they will underachieve. They are not going to be champion contenders. I don't think they're going to be in the race for the title. So that's what I'm going to say from the from the start. I do think that they will be in the top four race, but I don't think that these injection of players and having to keep all of those players happy and also looking when you've still got Kepper in goal, And I still think that Frank Lampard is fairly unproven as a manager yet. There's still more to come for us to look at tactically, I guess, from this season and what comes from bedding in these new players. I think there's a lot still to do. So before anyone gets too carried away, when you look at Zayek and Werner and all of these incredibly talented players that should take Chelsea to the next level, I don't think it's coming this season. It might come next season, but I think it will be an underachievement if anyone's thinking they're going to suddenly run away and become title winners this campaign. I just think Arsenal. I think with Gabrielle and William and a couple of new players, Mikel Arteta getting to kind of start a season and implement what he wants to do with um, you know silverware that they've got now. I don't know. People maybe expect a lot of them this season with regards to finishing in the top four, winning more silver, but I think they're actually going to do it. Um, Yes, there's been a lot of uncertainty with Mesut Ozil and Aubameyang, but I think it will all depend on whether they can get those contracts shored up and get those players happy again, playing again and playing at their best. I think uh, Aubameyang is obviously going to be key to Arsenal's success. Um, So this is all dependent on whether they can make sure that the players that that they have are signed up and can yeah just crack on from from last season a lot of disappointment and and just cling on to the fact that they do have that silverware do you guys think there's a lot of positivity around Arsenal right now yeah I do I really yeah. do it, it'll just be interesting to see how it plays out with you know teams like Manchester United and Chelsea because with all three teams you can all state a fairly decent case as to why they're going to be you know knocking on top four could even one of them could even try and aim for top Two, it's it's actually hard hard to draw much between. Although Chelsea have got all those new signings, it's it's, it's quite hard to, to kind of draw much between um, Chelsea. Um, Arsenal and Manchester United isn't it I think Mm, mm. yeah and I think Arsenal as well they've gained so much confidence from winning the FA Cup at the end of the season and then also winning the Community Shield I think that really has buoyed them for the start of this campaign I think if they start well that will then give them that confidence and and we know that football is a confidence game you breed off it so by January if they're if they're really fighting in the top three or four they'll believe won't they that they could really push it all right, we're talking about achievers if you're just tuning in or if you're wondering what on earth's going on. Uh, we've done overachievers, underachievers, and now we're just on plain achievers. Um, I'd actually throw in Chelsea into mine. Now, Lindsay, you don't agree with me, I know, but I'm not sure anyone's expecting Chelsea to win the league, are they? I no, don't I, sense... well, can I just defend myself and Go say on. I had Leicester, because, but, it, I, but I deliberately did that off the yes. top of my head to try and 
throw something else in there and mix it up. But I'm just saying for anyone who believes that Chelsea could now be title contenders, I'm just saying I don't think that they're in for the title. Well, I'm I'm not in that title-winning believer camp either. I think Chelsea will achieve. I think it's exciting for them. I totally get your point on them having lots of new signings. I think about six, six major signings, 200 million quid spent. Two of the signings are free as well. So there's a lot for Frank Lampard to throw into the mix. But what we've got really is, I suppose, some progress in the form of them being amazing um, attacking wise last season and not being afraid of their opponents, not being afraid to sort of be very, very attacking. They were not great, though, defensively, were they? So I think, you know, Thiago Silva and Chilwell, those those two signings will sort that. So where I'm going to go that that they achieve is that since 2018, Chelsea have finished 30 points, 26 and 33 points behind that season's Premier League champions. So I'm going to go that they're going to achieve and be less points behind would be my tip. Early days, as you say, Lindsay, if if we're talking Premier League title, I'd go for that. Um, Not this coming season, but next season. But I'll be really interested to see what Frank Lampard does with all these all these treasures that have arrived at his door. Um, Lindsay, who's your achiever? Okay, well, I inferred this slightly differently. So overachievers is sort of where I think I put the achieving category. And um, (laughs) Sorry, what? So this I, is, this, I, this is already confusing enough. Yeah, I know. I'm going to confuse it. So achievers, I, I thought was will finish exactly where you expect them to yes. be. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you, they do exactly achieve, what you expect achieve them as to expected. Do. Yes. Okay. Yeah. As expected. So initially, my thoughts went to West Ham, which is that I think they'll probably just about avoid relegation again. But I am. I then thought, you know what? No, I'm going to go with Everton because I think everyone's getting excited because we've seen Alan and Hamas Rodriguez, you know, a World Cup golden boot winner and Abdoulaye Decore come in. But again, I think they're going to flatter to deceive as they always do. I think it's another season where they won't make the top six and they'll finish probably just outside, maybe eighth or ninth. Um, I think Keane and Mina in defence probably aren't quite good enough. And there's some disjointedness to Everton that I think Ancelotti's got to try and sort out. And yes, he's attracted some great players. But I just think that as always, as we always talk about with Everton, they probably will do what we expect again, which is not be that team that breaks up the the usual suspects. Mm, Okay. Uh, well, we've stated our case. So to recap, shall I recap, Producer Abby, in case everyone's thoroughly confused? Um, Overachievers, Lindsay and Hayley have both gone for Leeds. I went for Southampton. Underachievers, both Lindsay, myself and Hayley all went for Leicester, but Lindsay's also thrown in a Chelsea in there as well. And achieving as expected, Lindsay's gone Everton, uh, Hayley's gone Arsenal and I have gone Chelsea. And we'll have to see, won't we, if we're right as the season progresses. Hopefully, ladies, we can all be overachievers in our own little worlds too. Uh, Next, uh, Lindsay's been moonlighting at Spurs. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Smart Speaker and now ad-free on The Athletic. This is The Offside Rule with Kate Borsay, Lindsay Hooper and Hayley McQueen. All right, topic two, cameo. Now, uh, we've all been glued to All or Nothing, haven't we? Tottenham Hotspur's documentary on Amazon Prime. And for those of you watching too, uh, if you're particularly eagle-eyed, you may have spotted our very own Lindsay Hooper in episode three, right, Linz? <laughs> yes. Uh, how did you get the part, first of all? Well, <laughs> can I 
can I just say that I do ask more probing questions than that in Trust press you to ask about usually. wine. I, I know, mean, that was the message I got from so many of my friends was like, trust you to ask about drink. You know, are you going to have a drink later? Um, clearly, they liked his answer. And so that's why they included the question. Yeah. Um, Tell us a little bit about it for those people who, who haven't or who won't be seeing it out of some sort of principle. Um, mm-hmm. Tell us what, uh, tell us about your, you know, starring part. It's very brief. Um, I, I do ask, this is ahead of the game where Spurs are playing Chelsea, Mourinho against Lampard, his former player, former captain. Um, and I say, you know, after the match, will you be getting a drink together? Because there's this big thing in football that a lot of managers, as we know with Sir Alex Ferguson in his time at United, Hayley, um, he used to like to crack open the, the wine drawer, didn't he? Mm, and invite he did. people it was in. very expensive wines. I'm not just talking, you know... 30 quid, which to me is an expensive bottle of wine. Add a couple of noughts on the end of that for him. So I I just thought I'd have a little bit of fun, really. I didn't think it would make it into the documentary. Mm. <laughs> Let's just talk about the documentary because it's, uh, I suppose, because it's been such a topsy-turvy end to the season and a brief for the usual break. It has really got everyone... It's, it's sort of helped press everyone's restart button and get excited about the new season ahead, hasn't it? And, and it is actually a really well done, as we expected, a really well done, insightful piece into life at Spurs. What did you think of what you've seen so far, Hayley? I've not seen it. Ugh. I know. I know. Because my other half is not into football and he hasn't let me watch it yet. Ugh. So I have been um, saving... <laughs> All of the episodes to basically binge watch, binge watch when he's not around. I've seen lots of people talking about it. I heard Danny Murphy was saying, you know, when if it was him at Fulham and he'd been asked to to to, to be filmed, he would have actually declined. Um, said mm. it's not for him. There's quite a few players from from that era who'd said there's no way they'd let the cameras come in and follow them around, particularly obviously when I think it was Danny Rose had, had the argument, didn't he, in the office and he stormed out. He just said, yes. nobody needs to see that. Nobody wants to see it. The, the part of the mystery of football is that there is a mystery behind the scenes and it should be kept that way. And these relationships between the players and managers... Um, but I, I actually really like that Danny Rose exchange and I totally respect Danny Rose for his part in it and being so honest and I respect Mourinho for being honest too. I just thought, Do you know what, that kind of, you know, just tell, tells it like it is, I suppose. I also think it's mm. illustrated how Jafet Tanganga is a lovely lad. Oh, I, I mean, know. Weren't what you just a nice guy. For him? Yes, I totally and was. To make his debut against Liverpool, can you imagine as a young kid coming through, yes. just wanting to play in the Premier League and then you're given your nod because of all of these injuries? Uh, he was so likeable. And I have to say, yes, I agree with you about the honesty between that Danny Rose and and Mourinho conversation and I've seen lots on on social media about it and and I think we do encourage you know the bravery to go forward and speak but I I do think that there was a respect barrier there that I think that Danny Rose broke a little I, I didn't like that I'm going to go and speak to Daniel then if I don't get yeah, my own yeah, way. I didn't like Daniel that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I didn't like Where's it. It was like throwing toys out of a pram. I'm not going it to was. get my own way. But. but but you could sense his frustration and he'll probably yes. look back and on that. And he wanted to find and Also, you, you do wonder how much of it is actually real or if there's anything like the Kardashians, <laughs> which has just come to an end. 
um, which embarrassingly is something that I have seen yet not seen this Tottenham documentary. Um, ashamed to say it. Yeah, so the, the Kardashian series is coming to end, but they kind of orchestrated things to happen and it was, they kind of had a part to play in certain things. They knew when an argument was going to happen. They kind of stoked things up. You do just wonder how much of that is part yeah, of it. it I'm, felt, I'm not sure. It felt like it was pretty real. Um, Jose Mourinho okay. comes across a lot calmer and more reasonable, uh, I think he'll gain a Apart few new fans the physios. after this. Now, I, a full declaration, my yeah. other half is a physio. So okay. maybe I'm watching it slightly differently than I would have done. But I don't think he is very nice to the medical staff because they're always telling him information that Bad he news. doesn't want to hear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's always, going, he's always going to be pushing them, isn't he, I suppose? Two things mm. I want to bring Hayley up to speed on. Mm-hmm. Um, Jose Mourinho, the one day he goes in and he, he's in a bit of a mood and you can tell. And then he sits down and he says to the players, look, I've got to be honest with you. There is a lot of swearing, by the way, in this documentary. But he says, um, I have to be honest with you. I'm completely, and he uses a different word, but he says, I'm completely done because my dog died. <laughs> Oh, it wasn't um, even oh. funny, but it was the way. You oh, no, but it. I really felt for him because anyone who's had a no, dog, no, you know what they're like when they're in your family. Yes. Hey, are you laughing? No, I know. I know. It was, just, it was because it was delivered. Cruel. I know. Sorry. It was a- horrible. Apologies to dog lovers. I absolutely get it. But it was You're one no of those longer the favourite situations. No, I know. It was like one that. of those yeah. situations where he delivered it like it was a joke. He did. did. No, he, he did. was well, really he feeling it, and I was feeling it with him. And I was just okay. laying that to Haley, who has a pet, um, okay. and would. It, <laughs> but I wouldn't and care. Then, oh, my cat the, didn't come home. She's been <laughs> annoying. And, okay, well, you two <clears throat> non-animal lovers, <clears throat> I'll, yes. I'll appeal to the animal crowd. And then the other thing, because I think we have to answer these as a group, is the Deli Alley moments, which I absolutely love. He just then oh, he's talking to some of the staff, and he's like, "Right, so do you put the do you have your toothpaste and then and then water or do you do water on the toothbrush and then toothpaste what is this where the three this is this is the chocolate bar thing as well and three three favorite chocolate yeah three favorite chocolate bars so i want both of yours i run i run my toothbrush under the tap and then put the toothpaste on it me too me too okay okay and then then three favorite chocolate bars it depends what kind of day it is or what mood it is come on mcqueen i would go I just think you have to go for a classic dairy milk, just the purple wrapper, just classic as number one. Two, I think, might be a lion bar, slightly old school. It would be a toss-up between that and a double-decker, double-decker-stecker. Or number three, a dime bar, controversially. Oh, no, not a dime bar. I love a dime bar. No. I I do like like a bounty as well, but I don't know if that's classed as a chocolate Mm. bar. Well, they actually had this very same debate on the show, Hayley. So you're, um, so you're tuning into all this very nicely. Oh, Snickers, gonna... a Snickers, a Snickers. Mm, no, I forgot no, that. not oh. for me. For me, it's a twirl. It's a Mintero, and it is the oh. classic dairy milk. Yeah, for, for me. me, it's crunchy Snickers. No, no. definitely a crunchy. Crun- I love no. a crunchy. What's what's this reaction to a no, crunchy? Don't like it. Just it just sets my teeth off. Oh, I love a crunchy. I mean, mm. would, would Maltesers not count as a chocolate bar? No. Okay. But they do it in a bar now, so can I not have no, a Maltesers well, bar? Okay, maybe, maybe. Okay. 
Well, I don't want to open up a debate on chocolate bars, so we'll leave it there. The All or Nothing documentary wasn't the only bit of reality fly-on-the-wall fly football club action that we've seen in this off-season. West Ham have released squad goals. This is based around the women's team. It's kind of a follow-up to the one last season, but with the different names. And it takes you through their season. Um, but unlike the Spurs on so far, you do get to see what happens after they get their season curtailed due to coronavirus. And so it, it's the whole six-episode series has been released already, so you can see see how that team basically deals with coronavirus and it also charts them coming back so definitely recommend watching that it's on the iPlayer squad goals follows West Ham women don't forget the director managing director of that side is Jack Sullivan who is uh, David Sullivan's son and in this particular series I hate to say it Jack but he sort of turns into a bit of a comedy parody sort of person he doesn't he doesn't necessarily come off in the best way but I'll let you listeners decide on that well there are still three more episodes of all or nothing to come how exciting up next we're falling in love Yes, that music means one thing and one thing only. The Offside Rule WSL edition is back. Woohoo! And the WSL is bigger and better than ever before. Which means we need to do the same. And that's why we've got interviews with the biggest names. The brightest minds in the game. As well as all the in-depth match analysis you've come to know and love. Just search for the Offside Rule WSL edition, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can find us ad-free on the Athletic app. That's the Offside Rule WSL edition, out every Tuesday. OK, well, let's finish this first show of the new season with a bit of love. And ladies, we're all passionate about our clubs. We all want them to do well, don't we? And sometimes the best way to convey how you feel is through that age-old medium of writing a letter. Yes, that's right, kids. Real pens and real paper. So I'm looking for some raw emotion from both of you, something that will bring a smile in one moment and a tear to the eye in the next. Your love letter for your team, please. Hayley. Dear long-lost friend, Manchester United, you have been missing for some time, but last season we think we found you again through the help of Bruno Fernandes. He's just like Cluedo. Please don't lose yourself again. We can't have Liverpool winning another title now, can we? Ole, with the potential signing of Jade Sancho, show the other youngsters within the academy that they too can bravely venture abroad and ply their trade, learn new skills and maybe even learn a new language other than Mancunian. They can return to England to make the league better for it and the national team too with a different mentality and different skills as well as a better understanding of European opposition. Remember United, consistency is the key. Your best form came when the season resumed for restart and it's not coincidence that that good form coincided with a more stable first eleven. So don't tinker as often as you have done. Please don't rely too heavily on penalties. This is not the United we know and love. Goals from open play make you an exciting team to watch. And remember, whilst you've won 11 penalties, you actually only converted seven. So be careful. And finally, Albert. 
Please do everything in your power to avoid the third kit being worn. Remember, mixing black and white is not good for the laundry anyway. Yes, Adidas created the zebra pattern supposedly in homage to the 110th anniversary of United's first striped kit, but let that be worn for fashion and not for actual football. Kindest, Haley. Oh, that was beautiful. I feel thoroughly convinced by that. It's, well it's done. A, it's a big pep talk. It's a big up. It's advice. Well, it's some it's excellent a, penmanship it's, there. It's a reconnect. It's a reconnect. Well, I feel like it's going to be quite tough to follow that one. Uh, but here is my letter to the title winners. Dear Liverpool, well, 30 years of hurt undone, and now there's no excuse for us not to keep winning. Your manager won back-to-back titles at Dortmund, so I'm sure we can do it again. Don't mess it up in your first game against Leeds, please. Put a Best of Morrison selection shelf in their dressing room and you might distract their manager. Back to the whole season, though. On the topic of managers, Mr Klopp, everyone's favourite demigod plastic scouser, says the aim last season was for players to say they had put their all into every game with a clear and obvious yes. So we'll have more clear and obvious yeses, please. I know you've scarcely made a signing, preferring to improve your current players instead. And I know you say you can't behave like Chelsea, but I really think a stellar signing in attack could be just the ticket. And let's face it, right now, Liverpool, you can attract the best in the world. You need to signal your intent and keep your playing rota competitive by doing the deal with Bayern on Thiago Alcantara. That's about it from me. Please keep Klopp doing that staring at the opposition thing in the centre circle before each game, please. And then we'll have them quaking in their boots. Even if he is wearing one of your new slightly overstyled denim trucker jackets, courtesy of your new partner, Levi Strauss. That's fine. Love, Kate. P.S. It's time for Bobby Firmino to score more goals. He grins like a banshee when he's having his temperature taken, so I'm hoping he knows something I don't. That's me, then. Thank you. Aww. Lindsay, Mm -hmm. yours please. Dear Wolves, you had me worried there for a moment, especially when Doherty left for Spurs. Nuno's contract was still up in the air and we hadn't made any signings. But I should never have doubted you. You've delivered again. First Silva, then Markal, and now Vettina. Yes, yes, yes. And I hear there could be at least one more signing to arrive at Compton in the coming days. Given the influx of Portuguese talent, I take it that everything's in hand with Nuno's long-term deal. These players are coming to play for him, so that's all the reassurance I needed on that front. Two seventh-place finishes in the last two campaigns have really got us Wolves fans believing we can mix it with the big boys. And I mean the European big boys. Okay, so we just missed out on the Europa League last season, but that allows us this campaign to push on from 59 points and to get to a cup final. We were so close two years ago. Look, if anyone asks, and I'm asked for season predictions a lot, I'm downplaying it. I've got us down for eighth place. But we both know that we're capable of breaking into the top four We shouldn't fear Arsenal, Spurs or United. We play a better system and in certain areas have better players. If we can turn even a third of our draws into wins from last season, then it might not be Europa League we're talking about. Now, about that away kit. Yours faithfully, Lindsay. (laughs) 
Oh, well, I feel like we all did a great job there, ladies. Um, I shall be getting those made up into commemorative scrolls and posted out to you. All right, well, in grand tradition here at The Offside Rule, we end each show with any other business, still without a theme tune, if anyone influential is listening. This is where we discuss... Small stories. I don't think we should keep begging for this. It sounds like no one ever. I do. do. It's like an ongoing joke now that we don't have a theme to. This is where we discuss the small stories that you might have missed this week. What have you found, ladies, so far? Any other business? Any other business? That's not the theme tune I'm looking for, though, is it? Right. Okay. (laughs) Well, I, I found, and this is... Well, says a lot, doesn't it, producer Abby? Meza Erzl naming his dream team of players that he's played with and only one <laughs> Arsenal player is in the dream team of people that he has played with. Good times. I know. I know. So he's obviously got Sergio Ramos, Kaká, Cristiano Ronaldo. So there are some big names to contend with there. He didn't actually pick himself. Apparently when players have picked a dream team, they have put themselves in the starting 11, but there was... I can think of a few who do mm, that. Karen Benzema, Ronaldo Kaka, Angel Di Maria leading the attack. These Santi Cazorla, the only Arsenal player. Oh. There you go. I know. So Sanchez didn't make the cut. Aubameyang wasn't in there either. Um, Casillas was in goal. There's Lam. Botang is in there as well as Marcelo. Um, did I mention Alonso? Yeah, so, I mean, it's a pretty strong... First eleven, but you'd think as an Arsenal player, you'd maybe pick a couple of your couple of your current teammates just to keep them happy. Yes. Not for Ozil. Oh no. Speaking of Arsenal, um, Hector Bellerin. Have you seen this? That he's become the second largest shareholder at Forest Green Rovers. Oh, that's great! He's joined news. the club on its path to creating a sustainable future. Oh, I like that wow. very much. Well done to wow. Bellerin. Very good. Um, talking of green things, um, I've been looking at kits. Um, I know we've mentioned already the weird sort of Man City sky design that makes up Wolves' away kits. Chelsea's third kit looks uncommonly like Crystal Palace's, doesn't it? It's caused a few uh, a few fan comments. Chelsea jumping in on the good old blue and blue and red stripes, and uh, West Bromwich away is probably my worst one. I was nearly there with Wolves, but West Brom away looks like some sort of salad cream bottle. It's just, it's stripes, yellow and green stripes. Uh, it's not my uh, not my bag at all. Who else has got anything? Uh, me, because um, I spent one of my mornings on a briefing to do with VAR. Um, for the next season and changes oh, that are being yeah changes that are being implemented and we had the head of referees as well where we could um, ask a question and things like that. You um, didn't so ask t- him about having a drink, did you, Linz? Nope. <laughs> 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 I, I refrained for this one. Good. Um, but I thought I'll narrow this down just to so that we can relay to the listeners who are going to be watching the Premier League this season a couple of things to watch out for. The the handball rule has changed. So the area now, all you've got to think about is that handball is now from the armpit down. Oh, right. Okay. So, so not if, handball if a at ball, all. Yeah. If a ball hits the shoulder, um, it won't be 
called up for for handball anymore. They they've redefined the area. We were shown a diagram, and it basically is armpit down. So um, I thought I'd let you know that. And something that we were all calling for. I remember us talking about this last season. Was the referee to refer to the pitch side monitor more? And I've been told that is going to be happening. And um, they are trying to get it so that the referee ultimately has the final say more. There were way too many decisions, I think, that were going weren't there to Stockley Park. Um, this will will eradicate that more. And so Good. you will see a lot of the referees going over to pitch side monitors. Uh, you might remember there was a bit more of that happening towards the end of Project Restart. Yeah, yeah. And it seemed to go down well. So... I think that will really help this season. Mm. And to finish off with a bit of good news, Borussia Dortmund are going to form a women's football team uh, from the 21-22 season. It's going to start in the eighth tier of German women's football. That is it. The end of our first show back. It's been a joy to converse with you once more, ladies. Any announcements from us? Well, a little bit of housekeeping. We have launched um, a writer's scheme, a female writer's mentoring scheme. It's uh, for young or inexperienced writers who want to get into football journalism they've got some experience already but they just need a bit of a hand um, to get into the paid work malarkey we've got three brilliant mentors wait for this Hayley it is Paul Hayward uh, a former um, Telegraph god we've also got Matt Lawton from The Times and Sarah Shepard from The Athletic too so three mega mentors and we've got three spaces open all details on our website offsiderulepodcast.com don't forget get to keep applying yes don't forget to keep across our socials as well at Offside Rule Pod um, details by the way of that writer's scheme on there um, Twitter and Instagram you can find us there and Lindsay Hooper we'd like some reviews please why are they so important well let's start the season again on the right foot because if people leave a review it helps other people find us so let's start with a nice five star Haley will tell you exactly how you do that that's it you just basically have to go to where you submit the review and you could write something nice if you'd like that would be great but mainly you just go to the five star option and click on the five stars because th- there is no other option <laughs> okay. and you can get an ad free version of this podcast and access to some brilliant football writing from The Athletic by taking advantage of a bit of a deal that they've got going so for the month of September um, you can have a subscription of just for just a pound a month by going to The Athletic athletic.com forward slash offside that's 12 quid ladies and gents for some of the best football writing out there for a year so an early christmas present or a great birthday present however you want to justify it that's pretty good value listeners uh hayley lindsay uh we are all going to speak again this time next week right yes and i will let you know how my first match of the new season goes where are you i'm at palace against southampton Ooh, all the stripes. Which Fantastic. I think could be quite a tight affair. Do you? Okay. Well, Palace haven't got a great record in that fixture, but Eze's a good signing for them. Zahar, mm. he hasn't gone anywhere, has he? So maybe he'll actually knuckle down. And I think, like you said earlier, Kate, Southampton could have a good season. So mm. let's see. All right. Well, we'll uh, uh, wait with bated breath to see how your experience back in the Premier League goes. Hayley, have fun at Sky Sports in the interim. And we'll chat again next week. Goodbye. Yay. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. The Offside Rule is a Muddy Knees Media production. For sales and advertising, email sales at muddykneesmedia.com.
My name is Matt Davis-Adams. I present The Athletic's Chelsea podcast, Straight out of Cobham, and I'm a supporter of the two-time European champions, Nottingham Forest. That's all well and good, but for the purposes of this promo, I want to tell you that I also host the very excellent Totally Football League show, where every week I'm joined by Swindon Town legend Sam Parkin and Southend stalwart slash journeyman Adrian Clark as we follow this championship season to its conclusion. The Totally Football League show is now part of the Athletics Network of Podcasts, and if you're an Athletics subscriber, you can hear ad-free versions of each episode on the Athletic app. But don't worry, if you really like adverts, you can hear them by searching for the Totally Football League show on Apple, Spotify and all the usual podcast places. The Totally Football League show with me, Matt Davis-Adams, because there's football outside the Premier League too, you know? Muddy Knees Media Sports Social Podcast Network Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.